Welcome back to Happily Babbling Ever After with me. Ah, Halloween! It's that sweet time of the years when everybody runs to the store to buy buckload of candies. Halloween turned all of us into candy cravers, buying all the candy we can lay our hands on. Apparently, a quarter of all the candy sold annually are sold on Halloween alone. It is no coincidence that dentists refer to this sweet little holiday as Job Security Day, or as I called it, Dentist Appreciation Day. This candy goes out to you, your student loan, and the business loan. You taken for your practice, Doctor Wisdom. May this year's be another years of solid operations profit for you. Halloween is a serious business here in America. After all, it is our second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. According to the National Retail Federations, we spend nine billion. Annually on Halloween, nine billion dollars. Nine billion dollars, you guys. That's because we love Halloween. I mean, what not to love? The candy, the costume, the creepy deco on your front door. It's a holiday that fill with mysteries. Magic and superstitions. It every kid and adult dreams come true. Halloween is the only time of the years when people pay attention to what crossed their path. Ah, black cat! That gonna bring us bad luck. And suddenly, people trying not to walk on the ladder. When I first heard about the ladder thing, I was like, "What?" And then I read into the latter things, and apparently, back in the olden day, the ancient Egyptians believed that triangle was sacred. So it wasn't just ladder. Egyptians don't like to walk under anything that are triangle. Don't be under triangle; they are sacred. So I guess it's not okay for me to sit. In my own house, then, because I mean, my roof is triangle. Maybe the same reason why people make tents that have all this domey shape instead of triangle shape. But still, if they believe that one should be cautious when walking under a ladder, it should not because of its shape. It should because thing can fall on your head. So maybe avoid construction site, whether it's a triangle, or a square, or a rectangle construction site. I'm just saying because there's a whole lot of thing can fall on your head at construction site than under the ladder, and not just on Halloween. But I encourage people to avoid those places every day. People also avoid breaking mirrors, stepping on crack. In the road, or spilling salt during Halloween, it is super fascinating to me that it's okay to do all of those things every other day. 
Halloween is the only time of the year when suddenly it is okay for people to dress up as a living dead, put fake gravestone in their front lawn, and wear sketchy outfits. Something that would be viewed as weird should one decide to practice at a different time of the years, even if it's just like a day earlier or a day later. Which explains why Amazon best-selling Halloween decorations include stuff like ghost lawn decor for like thirty buck. Inflatable cat cost you hundred buck. Inflatable ghost decor would cost you fifty buck, and a crowd decor if you are cheap would cost you easily twenty five dollars. I don't know about you. But I don't think any of those are as scary as a big sign that say positive case of COVID are in this house for this year's decorations. A lot of people think Halloween is an American holiday. I guess it is a very American. Holiday because we have made it big and we spend tons of money on it every year. We put our money where our mouths at nine billion dollars. You guys, nine billion dollars. But Halloween origin dated back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, which means summer end. It is an annual communal meeting at the end of the harvest years, when ghosts and spirit was believed to come out of their hiding place and haunt the living. So the Celts would appease the spirit by giving them treat for the Celts. Summer end on October thirty first, and the New Year start on November first. Why the Celts celebrate their New Year's on November first? You may ask. Well, because when summer and the harvest end, the dark, cold winters start—a time of the years that often associate with death. You know, they work so hard to change that perceptions of cold, dark weather by writing song with happy tune like "Baby, It's Cold Outside," making old funs and all that. But we all know. Before TV, internet, and smartphone, dark plus cold equal boredom, which is dangerous and life-threatening. So, like I said, the Celts believe that on that night before the New Year's, aka November first, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurry. Ooh. So on October thirty first, Celts believe that the ghosts of the dead return to the earth, a day where the spirit of the dead would cross over into the other world. It's a very special and supernatural time of the years. The Celts believe that the ghosts are up to no good. This ghost would cause trouble and damage crop. But the only thing that was good about them is their presence made it easy for the Celtic. Priests to make predictions about the futures, because there's nothing that helps priests make more accurate predictions than talking to some dead man who has been wandering around. And also, before the Weather Channel was a thing, though prophecies was 
an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. Because the people back then, their life was entirely dependent on the volatile nature world. I know I would totally go for a reading if I can't get a yes or a no answer from the weather channel for my simple questions. Will there be snow tomorrow? And I know if I live back then, I'll pay good money for that service. So I know whether I'm taking my wagon out for a drive or not. So priests, they would build these huge sacred bonfire where the people would gather to burn the crops and the animal as their sacrifice to their god. And during these celebrations, they would wear costume, but not the kind of costume we know today. Back then, animal head and skin was popular costume. And as they was wearing these costumes, they would attempt to tell each other fortune. Much like the way my mom tried to tell me about my fortune every day without all the costume. If you don't exercise, you'll be fat. If you don't eat, your intestine will explode. If you don't sleep, then you will die. Jeez, mom, I'll take you a lot more serious if you at least put on some animal head and skin costume while telling me all those things. But think about it. Everything is more serious if the people telling us wear costume. I mean, a man in police costume versus a man in regular clothing telling you that you need to buckle up or bad thing gonna happen. A woman in doctor costume versus a woman in regular clothing telling you that you need to watch out for fat content or your cholesterol on a skyrocket. A woman in teacher costume versus a woman in regular clothing telling you that you need to do your reading or you're going to fail in the test tomorrow. You think all those things said about those people with costume more serious, right? Exactly. My point. So my mom really needs to adopt costume when she want to tell me about my futures. Just saying. But back then, costume and dressing up were necessary because people believe that when they wear masks and leave their home after dark, they can avoid ghosts that came back to the earthly world. They believe that if they was out and about with their masks and the ghosts saw them, the ghosts would mistake people in costume and masks. For fellow spirit. Sort of like playing dead to bear if you think about it. Also back then bat was often associated with Halloween. Because back in those days whenever they lit the bonfire. The bonfire would attract the bugs and the bug would attract the bat. I mean it's just a circle of life. But they didn't like that. And they believed that the bat was harbingers of death or doom. Like they believed back in those days that if the bat settled in the house, a man in the family will die. And if the bat flies around instead of just settle in one spot, the woman in the family will perish. Which is still true to this day. 
thanks to COVID. And once the celebration was over, they relit their fire, which they had extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire because they believed that those would give them the protection they need during the coming cold and dark winter. So by the time the Roman Empire conquered the majority of the Celtic territory, a couple of Roman festivals was mingled with the tradition Celtic celebrations of Soin. The first one was Roman Day for Honoring the Dead, and the second one, I called it Apple Day, um, which is a day that the Roman honored their goddess of fruit and tree. So by the time all this was combined, the traditions of popping of apple during Halloween, as we know today, was born. For most kids, Halloween is not Halloween without trick-or-treat. But the practice of trick-or-treat can be dated way back to the early All Soul Day, which is super interesting because during All Soul Day, poor people would beg for food and family would give them pastry called Soul Cake in return for their promise to pray for the family dead relative. I mean, even the church back then was encouraged Soul Cake distributions because it was much better than people just leaving food and wine for the roaming spirit. I mean, if you're going to leave food and lettuce rot, you may as well let people, real people, eat it. Gradually, children will visit house in the neighborhood and be given food and money, which is called going a souling. But let's dissect that, shall we? So poor people back then would visit the house of wealthier family and they would receive pastry called soul cakes in exchange for a promise to pray for the soul of the homeowner dead relatives. Now, let's just be clear that it is not free cake, you guys. It is praying service in exchange for cakes or pray or treat, as I called it, which I think is a better concept, though I don't know how confident I would feel about having my three years old praying in exchange for cake. It probably go like, blah, blah, blah. Amen. All right, miss, can I have your cake now? It was on about service or treat back in those days. These children they dress up in costume, they sing a song, they recite a poem, they tell a joke. You know the thing that Alexa do today? They do all of those things for a treat. And check this out. They even have the kid clean the house, trim the tree for a treat. Who know what else people make kids do back in those days in exchange for their treat? Also, shockingly, back then the treat was not candy either. It was, check this out, fruit, nuts, and coin. And you can tell that these kids was bored out of their mind because they take fruit, nuts, and coins in exchange for services. Imagine giving your kid fruit, nuts, and coin without asking them to do anything and see how they would react. I bet they wouldn't even stay for a minute. 
And then back in those olden day, Halloween was also a day of matchmaking. Yep, you heard me right. Halloween wasn't all about ghosts and scary things. It was also about love. Instead of trick or treat, young woman back then was busy with other things to reassure themselves that they would someday. With luck, as they say back in those days, check this out, be married by next Halloween. What a simple time that people think that those who are married are lucky. Also, I would like to know who's a PR guy for marriage back then. He certainly does a very good job of selling marriage. Marriage is great. Just great. Great. Is anything bad about marriage? There is absolutely no side effect. You, my dear, want to get married pronto. So as you can imagine, young woman back then was busy on Halloween nights with all these traditions and rituals. Some was not, and some was very sugary. Like in Ireland, matchmaking cook would bury rings in their mashed potato on Halloween nights, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. So if you eat mashed potato and suddenly you feel like you choose a ring don't sue the cook congratulations you will be married soon and that wasn't so long ago it was just the 18th century you guys so the moral of the story is don't eat your mashed potato too quickly then in scotland fortune teller would recommend that eligible young woman have batch of hazelnut and then the woman would name a hazelnut for each of her prospective husband now what she do is she would toss the nut into the fireplace and then she would watch out because let's face it she have few options for marriage and so you want to test it out with a nut first. So the nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding represent the girl's future husband. Yep, nut wasn't just nut. It was some lady future husband. But the nut that pop and explode left and right, certainly there was no good husband. Young women back then seemed like they believed everything they was told. Like they believed that they stand in front of mirror in a dark room. Holding candle and looking over their shoulder. Their husband's face would appear. Like how creepy is that? But you see this is exactly the kind of thing that happened to people that don't have internet and entertainment. They turn crazy and creepy. During this period of time, young woman was also advised to eat sugary concoction made out of walnut, hazelnut, 
They seem to have a thing for the nuts. And nutmeg before bed on Halloween night so that she can dream about her future husband. Hopefully he doesn't say anything too nutty in her dream. But it also got me thinking about the young woman with nuts allergies. What can she do to be able to dream about her future husband? Nut-free, walnut, hazelnut, nutmeg concoction, anyone? And this one is one of my favorite, the apple peels. So back in the day, young women would peel the apples and they are informed that they would need to toss the apple peel over their shoulder. And on Halloween, the peel would fall on the floor in the shape of their future's husband initials. Yep, magic apple peels, right? Some ritual was a whole lot more competitive than others. Like the first guest who fired a burr on the chestnut hunt would be the first to marry or the first successful apple popper would be on the first down the aisle. Talking about competitive apple popper, you guys, seriously, the stakes was high. So there you have it, Halloween, a time of mystery, magic, and love. However you decide to celebrate your Halloween this year, I hope it will be fun. Until next week, happily babbling ever after.